0: What happens when men talk faith? How is their faith perceived in their various areas of influence? What challenges arise from their faith? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Coffee, Conversations of Friends of Faith to Encourage and Equip. I'm Kim Crable, always delighted and very honored to be your host. Well, let me ask you this question. Are men's faith-based groups really necessary? Are they important? As women, most of us realize the difference that open and honest dialogue makes in our lives. But do men experience this as well? Well, today I have invited a very special group of men to join us to answer these questions and even more. They are the men from our Confront and Conquer Men's Group, and I promise you they have confronted many of life's issues, and they have lots of great and exciting results to share with us today. So, let's welcome together the men of the Confront and Conquer Men's Group. Hey guys, thank you for joining us today. Come on in, and let's just give you the opportunity to first introduce yourselves.
1: Hey, Ms. Kim, this is Devin from Annapolis, Maryland. Uh, Super, super excited to be here this morning. I feel honored and blessed and just so lucky to be a member of this group, and thanks for having me.
0: Oh, thanks, Devin. I'm so glad you're here.
2: John from Baltimore. Uh, Like Devin, I'm honored to be here. I'm glad to be part of this program again and looking forward to the conversation we can have today.
0: Great, John. Thanks for joining us.
3: Good morning, Ms. Kim, John, mm-hmm. Devin, Sean. Uh, this is Casey, really happy to be here, also calling from
4: the Baltimore County area. Good morning.
0: Good morning. Hey, Ms. Kim and Sean.
4: Uh, I am also from Maryland and uh, looking forward to the to discussion today and uh, have an opportunity to share our uh, stories with, uh, with your audience.
0: Great. Well, thank you, Sean. And thank you guys so much. I know all of you are so busy in your world. So thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Now, as I thought about today, and I was trying to picture, you know, I'm a picture person, and I I love to visualize, you know, where we're going, where we're headed. And this was the picture that came into my mind. Imagine all of us crawling into your old minds, just this See, all that you've learned from this Confront and Conquer group. How interesting is that? So here we go, right into your mind. Can you handle it?
1: Uh, that That is that is scary. Can you guys handle it? A <laughs> lot lock, 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 lock going on there. <laughs>
0: Well, you know, one of the things that I think is so wonderful about this men's group and how you all lead it and teach it and talk it is that in the midst of the realness and the vulnerability, there's a lot of laughter. Isn't that true?
1: Yeah. Miss
3: Kim, I'll, I'll reuse the joke when we talked about it, that letting people into our minds can be dangerous. It's like a 14-lane highway with cars flying in every direction. So we'll try to make sure the traffic flows in an orderly fashion today. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So we better watch out. That's what you yeah. Take it easy. Take it right. <laughs> Take it easy. Well, we're excited. We're so glad to be here. And callers, for you all who are joining us, we would love to have you, if you have a question in the midst of this, especially um, a comment or question, we invite you to call in. With that question, these guys can truly answer that. The, the number you could use is 347-324-5246. Press 1, and you'll go into our virtual Uh, green room and melinda will let me know that you're there and we'll bring you on for any of your questions or comments well guys let's get started this hour is going to go very quickly let me just ask you let's back up a little bit and talk about how did this get started and how long have you been involved in this men's group and for the audience let me just tell you the confront and conquer uh book is the, the men's version of the burdens of blessings that many of you have been a part of. The book that I wrote probably, I guess, about eight years that now is uh, circulating through many churches across the nation to bring hope and transformation into from our burdens to to God's blessings. So this Confront and Conquer is something that um, uh, some men confronted me with about the possibility. So let's go ahead and start there. I think, Casey, you may have been in that original group. Well, Sean, I think, too, as well. Yeah. But let's just talk. How this got started
3: yeah sean and i met there in 2019 and um it really started from there for 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 me for both of us i'll let him chime in too um we did that initial group in the winter of 2019 and then um i've done two since then as sort of a you know a facilit- kind of more of a co-facilitator and participant the second and third time and then you and i worked together Sean and a few others to update the curriculum and as you mentioned kind of, you know, it was it's the same core curriculum but then kind of updated it for some of the confront and conquer concepts for more, you know, ex- examples that were more relatable to some of the discussions we had as men.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, and
4: I, Casey, I can add to that a little bit. Uh, so um, I joined with Casey as well and, and uh, just finished up My fourth session uh, with this group, and it was actually my wife who was in uh, the Burdens the Blessing group who, you know, recognized that uh, I was not in a a good place. I'd lost my dad in 2016, and had had definitely had some things that I needed to confront and conquer. And uh, she had suggested that uh, that I that I try the group, and and uh, it's been life changing. Thank you. I agree, Sean.
0: Definitely.
4: Yeah.
0: Go ahead. I was going to ask you, then, no, then Devin and John, then you all came along, and not that first group, but you came on. Tell us what it was like to join the group from your perspective. Yes,
2: yeah, so and I, Devin I
0: joined,
1: and I... oh, sorry. Um, yeah, so I joined in January 2020, right before um, all the COVID kind of happened, and I'll tell you what, it was a... Uh, it was, it was a, a lifesaver, really, you know, to go with these men through that time. And I just completed my third one. And, you know, the relationships that we have and um, lifelong friends, and we just we text each other every single morning with a powerful prayer for the day. And, it's, um, you know, wherever you're going through, through life, these, these guys have been there and can be able with them. So it's, it's been great. And actually my mom, my mom joined the Burdens to Blessings. That's kind of how I found out about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Felicia, a dear friend. Oh, yes. And what about you, John?
2: So I've been in the group now for about a, about a year. Started uh, last year in the, the the one group in the, I guess it was towards the winter, winter, spring. And I've known about the group because of Casey. I, you know, I know Casey outside of the group. And it happened that another friend of ours was in Burdens to Blessings. And my wife had mentioned talking to Casey about joining the group because I had some I had some things going on at that point that I didn't really have to feel like I had anywhere else to go and like Devin said this has been uh it's been, it's been an incredible incredible group. It's very supportive and from the moment I walked in there it was just it was feeling like you're part of the group.
0: Mm. Well that's that's high words right there. That's a high standard right there. And that, and that's exactly, John, you know, what, what I think this group brings, whether it's the women or the men, is that instant connection. And we make an instant connection because we don't, as, as men, that first session, guys, we, there's no playing games. We, we go deep fast. Anybody like to explain what happens in that first session of confront and conquer? I, Casey, you talk about the briefcase.
3: Yeah, I, I love it. I think, um, you know, we, you, well, Miss Kim, it's your, I mean, you started with the the brown, the paper bag, right? And I, I've always, that analogy resonates with me a lot, and I think everyone that's been through it in that our burdens are things that we carry with us in a brown paper bag, and we keep it covered. And what I, what the brown paper bag signifies in the way you talk about it and the way I internalize it is that it's a way to hide things that isn't flashy, right? It just blends in. It doesn't look like anything's there if you put it in a diamond suitcase you know that everyone would look at it right it's this idea that we're kind of hiding them in plain these burdens these challenges in our lives we hide them in plain sight in that and what we added to the curriculum that we found was true from our experience as men is that with men we then put it inside a, a briefcase you know and it looks just like a regular briefcase but it's probably got a really strong lock and some armor on it it's like a suitcase that we kind of wheel around and you know there are different challenges for men and women in, in in what makes it harder to share and not you know one is not easier than the other, but I think that what makes it unique from the men 's side is I think society ingrains in us that we 're not supposed to talk about it, and so we take those burdens or those challenges and not only hide them in a brown paper bag but kind of lock it up into something that we can carry around with us that looks just like our work bag, but our burdens are really tucked in there and hidden in our in our weaknesses and that's ingrained in us over years and years and years of, I think, societal pressure. And so we, we start there in week one, you know. Um, and not everyone shares everything week one, but a bunch of guys usually do, and that really sets the tone once that first guy kind of opens his briefcase up and someone else is like, wow, you know, he really went there. That was, that was powerful. But we jump right in, as you said, and um, mm-hmm. it, it sets the tone right away. Mm-hmm.
0: Great, great. Thank you. Anybody else have any discussion about that first uh- Evening of Confront and Conquer, how you felt about it? Okay. I, I, I think it takes a lot, a lot of It was about vulnerability. It. That's right. Go ahead. I'm go ahead. sorry. The audience knows we're not together, so they don't mind we stumble over each other a little bit. That's okay. I'm in Georgia. You are, most of you somewhere in Maryland. Our green Movement is in Atlanta, so go right ahead. It doesn't matter if you stumble over one another.
2: for me it opened up the idea of, of being okay to be vulnerable with other people because i think to to casey's point we lock these things down the idea of vulnerability is is well you're not supposed to be and right. you see other men who open themselves up and there there's i think most importantly there's no judgment from it nobody Nobody judges you. Nobody says anything about you. Nobody criticizes you. It's just a warm embrace, a warm environment to be in, to allow yourself to experience some level of vulnerability that you may never have had before.
4: Yeah, and John, I, I echo that. I think, I think too, Miss Kim. You know what's amazing is, is, you're you're participating with you know a group of men that you've never met before, and by the end of the first session. Um, you've, you know, you've heard things. You know, you've heard people's um, deepest you know issues, right? Whether it's whether it's alcoholism, whether whether it's suicide, whether it's drug abuse, well, you know, what you know, whatever it is, and, and and there's an instant bond there, as John said, because of the vulnerability. But I think the the blessing about about this study is is that and Devin, you know, I think Devin can talk to this as well. All the guys can, but is that, you know, no matter what season, it's going to be, the, the study is going to be different whatever season of life you're in because, you know, the first session you're just scratching the surface to, to look at, into that bag and, and, and confront uh, the things that have, that have put you in, in a situation where, you know, you're not enjoying uh, the best of yourself or, or life. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. Love that, Sean. So he, he called on you, Devin, a little bit to go deeper in that. What, what was he thinking there once he said that, do you think?
1: Yeah, it, it, it's, uh, it's amazing uh, the three times I've been through this, uh, the different seasons of life. Um, every time I go into this, I, just, I always always kind of laugh, like, all right, what's going to happen now? Because I go into usually in a, <laughs> in a good place, man. Every single time, God puts this, uh, this group at the perfect time because something happens in my life where these men, and, and you, Ms. Kim, help me get through it. The first one, just starting my business. Um, ramping up, super excited. COVID hit, shuts everything down. Um, I relied heavily on all, on all these guys. Um, they helped me get through that first year, and it was it was amazing. Um, second one, the probably the, the toughest one. Going into it, good place. Um, I think week two, uh, the Sunday before week two happened. Found my dad had cancer. Um, it, it, it it destroyed me, hurt me, and these guys just the prayers. It was a miracle. As uh, every single morning praying for. Um, my dad and he came through surgery when it didn't look good and, and just made in every single day, no matter what, um, these men were asking me, how are you doing? How's your dad doing? We're praying for you, church praying for you. And it's just, it's, it's a family. Um, and then the third time, um, now it's, um, I had a, a big surgery, but even more than that, one of my very close friends, he's going through cancer now. And these guys, he's not, this guy's not family, um, and they've never met him, but every single day, how's Andrew doing? How's Andrew doing? Praying for Andrew. What can we do to help? And it's just, you know, people throw around the word family a lot, but this this, this group really does feel like that because we share things that only family would share and, and, and support each other uh, the way family can do. It's, um, so it's, uh, it's, it's mm-hmm. been amazing. I'm excited for the fourth one to see where, which season, mm-hmm. hopefully it's a better season of life and we can celebrate more. Um, but it's just its funny how it's always just been put into the perfect place for me, this group at the perfect time.
0: Oh, gosh. Thank you, Devin, for sh- sharing so many insights of what you were actually walking through. Because it's one thing, you know, our listeners are hearing people say, well, it changed my life, it saved my life, it's done this. But, you know, from what? What did it save you from? Why, is, why was this important to you? Anybody want to go into uh, – like a, uh, maybe a burden that you or or the group shared together that really made a difference.
4: Yeah, I can, Miss Kim. Um, you know, when when I met Casey and started in the first group, and I, I kind of let off with this that, you know, I had said that I, I was not in a good place, and and I wasn't. I was battling uh, depression. I was battling anxiety. Um, I was I was drinking to try to get through get through that um and 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 those were all real uh real issues that and and to be honest you know the first the first session um was kind of a blur um but it was it was god kind of planting the seed for me in the journey that i was just about to go on um and and but you know i had to confront the depression the anxiety the alcoholism Um, and, and, and open up to, you know, seven other men and you who I really didn't know. Um, and, you know, now I just finished the fourth, uh, series of this where, um, you know, you were kind enough to to ask me to, to lead the group and, and, you know, it's been life changing, but when I started this journey, you know, I was, I was, uh, you know, spiritually bankrupt, um, and, and kind of a shell of myself. So, uh. You know, I and and one thing that this 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 journey taught me is, and and you you taught all of us is, you know, the devil lies in the darkness, right? And 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 so, you know, the moment I the moment I confronted started to confront my my issues, um, you know, a whole new world opened up, and and you know, it's it's changed my family's life, it's changed my life, and um, and you know, and and I and I'd like to think it's also changed lives of the guys on the phone right because they they hear Absolutely. they hear my struggles and I hear their struggles and uh and you know and we confront them together and I think that's the biggest piece is you know, I don't I don't you know as a guy you know Casey talked about the Casey talked spoke about the the suitcase right and I think we get up every morning and we buckle up and and go go face life and and think we got to do it on our own and um, and now I got, uh, you know, as Devin said, a old family of men who are helping me be a better father, husband, friend, uh, and confront, you know, confront the world together.
0: Mm. Powerful.
2: There is a lot of truth to what Sean just said, because, you know, when I first started, i I was kind of in a, you know, I was in a dark place, and. I think like Sean said spiritually bankrupt and it was it was something about being around these gentlemen who who really started to change that and recognizing that no nothing says anywhere that we have to go through this alone and there's times you know it happens to be just these you know just the right time at the right place get these text messages hey are you okay just wanted to check on you just kind of at that moment when like, oh, wait a minute. I need a little extra something. And then something like that comes in and we just have the ability to we just have the ability to talk. It's not therapy, it's not not professional, it's just support. It's just there. It's real.
3: Miss mm-hmm. Kim John hit on something that I was I had on my heart too about the whole <laughs> like, we're professionals, all of us, like, we have careers and that, but we're not professional theologians, right? So I think that's important for the audience to hear, and hopefully they're picking that up. We're A, a few things. You know, first of all, none of us is perfect, you know, spoiler alert. And, and not only do we acknowledge that, but we go into our imperfections and our challenges. That's kind of the whole point, you know. So um, I want listeners on the show to hear that. I think second... Sometimes when you're on the in the audience, you're like, oh, these these people, in this case these guys, have a background, or they're former pastors or something, and I don't think any of us are, you know, and we came in in lots of different places. Some of us were guys that went to church every Sunday but didn't really read the Bible. Some of us were guys that hadn't been involved with the faith at all for a decade or had been to church only a handful of times. Some of us were guys that read the Bible every day and didn't go to church but had maybe led another men's group, right, and everywhere in between, so if you're listening out there and you're thinking, gosh, I don't I don't know, I, I'm kind of lost or I haven't participated in my faith that much, that's, that's okay. And, I, that, you know, that's part of the whole thing. And I think third, no one here is going to try to convert you or, or shove, you know, the, the, the Bible down your throat, for lack of a better way to say it. It's a collaborative conversation um, where we talk about those things openly and honestly, you know. And there were, I joked in my first session that, like, you know, I I might go to church every Sunday, but I my Bible my Bible knowledge was just not that great. You know, I knew some of it. So, but you just kind of pick up, you know. And so, I want to make sure that guys listening out there know that, um, you know, the, the way that the, these groups are formed and the way we came together is through all of that being thrown out on the table in a very honest fashion and, and discussed. There are no agendas or 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 someone trying to convert you to think a certain way. It's just kind of like, here I am, here's who I am, and here's what I have on my heart. And some guys share what they have in their heart in week one, and some guys shared what they have in their heart in week six, seven, or eight, um, and anywhere in between. But it's it's that general, you know, collectiveness, or collect, collect, collective um, conversation that made us all and, and, and brought us all back. Oh,
0: wow, that's beautiful. And uh, you know what, that that was – that's exactly what everyone needs to hear because to me, you know, uh, Casey, that's how it started with me over 25 years ago when I had no idea that God was forming a ministry that would literally go globally and have TV and radio. I had no idea. All I knew was I was a woman who was, felt so alone and had so much that I just needed to talk about and I needed to figure out. I just wanted to know the answers to this thing called life, and I wasn't doing well on my own. And by simply bringing women in, none of us had been, you know, finished. None of us had that um, that depth of the of the word that you know we have thirty years later. None of us. We just knew. I just knew I needed friends. That's that's all. I, I just needed someone yeah. to know me inside and outside. And I think that's what this group is. It's like, you come in and just be who you are. Rediscover who you are. How many times do we feel lost? We've lost ourselves in this world.
3: Yep. And someone reaching out. I mean, like John mentioned, we got connected. I, Our daughters have been friends since kinder, you know, kindergarten, and I coach both of them in soccer and have for years. And I asked him, you know, based on that, and that's how I got involved. You know, Chad asked me the same kind of thing. We'd known each other for a while, and he said, hey, you know, so I think that's mm-hmm. the other thing. Sometimes women, we've had women ask us, "How do I get my husband involved?" I'm trying, and that's really good. Keep doing that, and I'll say to the men out there, like, gravitate towards each other. You know what I mean? Like, there's a, there's another element of that where I joined because a friend of mine who I respected said, "Hey, um, I think you'd like this," and I was like, "Tell me more," and I jumped in. You know, and that's so that's kind of what we do. It's as simple as that. If 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 a friend of yours that you respect kind of pulls you in, or and or you go in together. I know it sounds kind of funny it's almost juvenile right like we're we're little kids again but but it is that way like a friend of yours comes and says hey man let's let's go let's try this you're like all right you know and and that's really as simple as it has to be you know um and I think that's really how it spread and why it spread is cuz everyone kind of got inv- you know almost everyone got invited by a friend you know um so when that mm-hmm. happens it's just a it's, a it's a it's a it's a binding element I think to the conversation and to the formation of the groups and to your walk with Christ you know it's that idea that we're going to try this together you know and my friend asked me he knows kind of what i'm about um and i know what he's about so you know all right let's try it you know it it kind of takes the some of the mystery away, i think
0: and it, it just seems to take the scriptures and the bible to a whole new level it's just it's like you said we don't throw we we take a scripture and we we kind of look at our lives through god's truth and what he has promised to do and what he wants you know he says that there's a warrior inside every man there's and he says, "Rise up, you warriors and it's almost like sometimes that warrior within the men have just you know it's been it's been covered up with so much of hurt and pain or time, you know just time away from thinking scripturally or whatever. you know one of the things that I hear most often about why this is uh so important to men is because. You find that you're not as alone as you thought you might be. You you begin to make connections as you through the conversations. True or false, guys?
2: No. Absolutely true. True, yeah, very
0: true, John.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, yeah, no, no, no doubt about it. That that's an absolute fact. Um, you know, I I, I was somewhat skeptical at first, but having having known Casey and him you know, having great respect for him and his family, I, I gave it a shot and realized, okay, well, he's, you know, he's, he's not making this stuff up. No, this is real. And, you know, it just happened to, you know, we, for the, when, when I joined, everything was still virtual and we decided all to to get together and meet one time. And we all met and we, we had a conversation. Like we had known every, we'd known each other for a long time, never, never, crossed our mind that, hey, we never well, – some of us had met, but most of us, we had never met in person before. So there's that connection even through the virtual platform that that's there, and it, it creates that bond, and that is an absolute yeah, – I know your statement's absolutely true. Mm-hmm.
0: That's such a good point that you made, uh, John, that for our listeners to hear, you may be thinking, well, that's great, but didn't all those guys just say they live up in the Maryland area? Now, we, And we do have some in different states. I'm not sure if any of them will be able to call in. But because we can do it by Zoom now, and you wouldn't think, of course, we would like to all sit in a room together. But how it opens us up to men, or you all, to men across the country, this Zoom thing has really worked out Much better than we ever thought. Um, Anybody have a thought on that?
1: Yeah, I think it's great. We've had, yeah, we've had men from California, Georgia, I think Minnesota, and I just think it's a. I think especially for people just joining the group, I feel it's been a lot easier to share sometimes. Or ones that come in that aren't as familiar with everybody. Um, You're in your own home. um, You're in your safe space. Um, I think it's been a lot easier to share through Zoom. And um, it's been kind of cool seeing other men from other states kind of join in because of the technology.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, what we're going to do is we need to take a 30-second break. Can you believe I'm, it's, half of our show is already over, which is surprising to me. But we're going to take a 30-second break. And then when we come back, here's what I want to talk about. You know, we talked about, many of you have already mentioned, you know, that talking about the depths of what's going on in your heart is really kind of something that the world doesn't really think about that much from a man's perspective. As a matter of fact, I heard the word conceal. Someone, maybe Casey, maybe Sean, someone said, you know, these are things that we're just supposed to conceal. I want to I talk about the moment that you decided to reveal those things that have been concealed in your heart and the response that you got from that. So think about that as we take this 30-second break. And, audience, we'll be right back. I'll be here to hear what's on your mind.
4: As an adult, kids want to know you're listening to them, but they also want to listen to you. When it comes to alcohol, they want to know your expectations and how and why to avoid underage drinking. Talking early and often about it in everyday conversations reinforces your message and keeps lines of communication open. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov.
0: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Coffee, conversations of... Friends of faith to encourage and equip. I'm Kim Crable, your host, and delighted to have the men from Confront and Conquer with us today. Before we get back to them, I'd like to remind you to go to our website, www.kimcrable.org or www.rosesandrainbows.org and find out all the incredible things that are going on. We are kicking off our Friends of Faith Tour Across America. Yes, Tour Across America It begins in February, and we are so excited. We are going to over 20 states to share and to uh, bring to light the ministry of friendship. So please be a part of that. We also have lots of other things going on. Check your local listing for the Coffee with Kim TV show. Do you know that we have been blessed to be on over 25 faith-based networks? So be a part of what God is calling us to do. We will be better by having you with us. All right, friends, let's get back to the men. We have... This is this is such an honor to have these men with us today. You know, I never take that lightly that they would take a full hour out of their schedule to join us. So, if you have a question, please call three four seven two four five two four six press one. Otherwise, we're going to continue talking because we want to get into the why. You've heard you've heard so much of the difference that this makes. In men's lives, but you know, let's let's. How does it affect? Why does it matter in your home? What can this do in your home? So, guys, let's start talking about the moment. Um, and, I, and I think also going kind of along with what Casey was saying, men, I want you to know, or women, if you tell your husbands about this, I want you to know, you can come to a Confront and Conquer um, curriculum class Zoom. It's an eight-week study, but you could literally sit there. For the whole eight weeks and not say a word, you can just come soak in what other people are going through. So it's not, you know, mandated that you have to talk or you have to share. But for those who do, you hear the things, um, the blessings from what you've been hearing the men say. So, guys, I've heard many of you say, you know, when you first thought about this, when you were first invited, you were like, oh, I don't know, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure about this. But you came, you were very courageous. Confident enough to do that And you step into this There had to be a moment when you started thinking Oh I know what my burden is I know what I've been carrying I know how heavy it is I know how it's been Concealed in that briefcase How do I dare How do I dare Share this So let's talk about those moments When you all were struggling with that And then how you were able To find the courage to share and what you got from the men around you. Who would like to get started? I, I can
1: start. Um, I remember for me in my first one, um, I think we were still at your house, Ms. Kim, and it was probably about four, maybe four or five weeks in, um, and I hadn't really said much yet and kind of just taking it all in. And I remember we were having a deep conversation around the table, and Yale is one of the members of our group. Um, I had something in my heart. I knew I wanted to share it, but I don't think I was right. I was ready, but just didn't know how. Um, and I think he could tell. He kind of just, he looked at me like like De- Devin. What do you have to say? Um, and I just kind of just just, just went just just went on a, a little tangent about everything I was kind of thinking. Um, so so like you said, it it, it takes time, um, but it's uh, I'll, I'll never kind of forget that. To kind of see, I kind of saw about. I think even after that, Mr. Kim I at your house a little while after, and we had a a one-on-one conversation kind of talking about that moment where all that, that one burden all kind of came from.
0: Mm -hmm. And when you, Devin, when you, when you were able to say say that, what did that do to you?
1: It it, opened me up. It was just like this, this comfort um, all around me. It's just like, wow, like I said that, like, I was, I mean, I was so vulnerable. Here's some other men who are, you know, successful people doing great things in their careers. And it was, it was more than that. And just like, well, wow, I can, I don't have to be, have that image. I've always thought I needed to have, like, oh, I'm, I'm perfect. There, there's nothing to break me. Um, so it was nice to be able, you know, feel vulnerable because in our society, you know, it's, sometimes vulnerability can be seen as a weakness in men. Um, where in this group, it's seen as a strength. Um, I think it's what really makes us
0: unique. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so many things the way the world sees it is just the opposite of really what God wants from us. And being vulnerable and open and honest is one of the greatest keys that we can give to one another. But we lose that in transition between our spiritual world and you know, and our physical world. But um, anybody else? Thank you, Devin, so much. Anybody else?
2: I think mine was pretty, pretty powerful. Um, And you were the one who really pulled it out, Ms. Kim, was because I was, I mean, I I felt like I was pretty active and I kept just kind of dancing around things and you finally said, okay, you have something you want to say. And it just, you know, I sat there for a minute and finally came out with what, you know what I had going on, and it was you know in that moment, like the a weight was just lifted off my chest to be able to get it out, and there wasn't any yeah. that there there was no no judgment about it it was you know just a great amount of support and checking in and and making sure that that I was okay, but it was it was a really powerful moment because it was it was something very very few people knew about and I just you know and it was just it was there and it was just gnawing at me
0: and what did you see from and, the men around you John I, I'll never forget that moment and I'll never forget that moment and that was uh, that was a powerful moment. I saw you struggling and so just trying to you know give you some encouragement as soon as you released the things, and, and for all of you guys, because all of us have released those things that have been touching our hearts, that, that really try to shame us or give us guilt or cause us to regret, That that's just, we all deal with that. When you when you said that, I mean, we physically, I physically saw your countenance change, as I did with the other guys, but there was something so dramatic about yours, I think because maybe we weren't expecting um, it at that moment. But at that what did you see from the man? What brought you comfort in just releasing that? It, it was just
2: that. What did the- it, it was just everybody was so supportive.
0: Yeah.
2: And it was yeah. nobody. Nobody asked the question. Well, why? Why would somebody do that? Why would you think about that? What about? What about this? What about that? It was just. Hey, we're here. There, there, you know, there, there wasn't, you know, a, a tremendous amount of discussion about, about it, and I think that that's actually a good thing. But it was more warmth, compassion, empathy, that was there, and just a, a, a level of support that I wasn't sure I was going to get from anyone ever, yeah. if I just brought it up.
0: You know, John, I love what you said. There wasn't a lot of questions. You know, that is one thing that we really try to do in our groups is let people, let all of us share, let us talk, but not just jump on and try to be a counselor or try to be a fixer. You know, just to be that friend who listens and is supportive and does check in. So that's another valid, such a big point that you brought there. But um but also you know, I feel like there are so many men who are going to be listening to this and they're going to be going, oh, my gosh, I wish I had, you know, the courage to really uh, share or or why is it so important that I share? Um, could it, will it really help me? Is it really going to make me feel better to release that? To that person who was sitting there, guys, what would you say to them?
3: You do have the courage. You already have it. And, yes, it will help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I, we're, and that's what I hope any guy listening takes away from this. Like, we're we're just like any guy listening, right? We have, we. <laughs> there's nothing, I'm not profoundly special in any way. You know, we all have our strengths. We all have, just like anybody, we have things that we're really, really good at and our expertise or our profession or, and we have things that we stink at, you know, like, so I always joke, like, I'm I'm a consultant. I'm really good at selling and building networks and business development. If you need me to fix your house, like, nope, not your guy, right? If you need a financial analysis, not your guy. Call Devin. He's really good at that, right? So we we all all have – we're just like any other guy listening. You already have the strength. You already have the courage that you need, and it will help, you know? And that's, I think, the other thing is, like, you just – you sit around the room with these other guys, and you see – a lot of similarities. Yeah, we're different in some ways in terms of professions and skill sets and all that, but like the fabric and the underpinning and the foundation of these conversations is one of familiarity and, and, and similarity. Um, despite the fact that we come from different places and walks of life. Um and you realize that right away. So if you're listening at home, like you already have it, you have what you need. You really do. And and, and taking that first step is something that I know can feel challenging to join a men's group or even like talk to a couple other guys that you might know or open the Bible up and read it together. It can, it can be awkward at first, but it passes quickly. And then you're like, Oh, all right. right, This is great. I mean, it really is.
0: Mm. Powerful. Anybody else have a comment on that? You know, one of the things that I think is so important is, you know, I'm always, I'm, I'm a very inquisitive person. I'm, I'm kind of like a two-year-old. I'm always asking why. Why, why, why? And so when I think about this, I, you know, what, what is, there's so many answers to the why. You know, why, why men's group? Because of everything that you all said. You know, why talk and be vulnerable? Because of everything you all said plus more. But You know, there, there's another why. There's a, a why that's so important for us to, that we must talk about today, and that's because of the gender imbalance. Through those who are professing faith today, you know statistically, according to U.S. News um, World Report, some uh, survey they did, sixty-one um, percent of your churches are bo- professing believers. Sixty-one percent are females; thirty-nine percent are males. And you look at that and you go, "Okay, well, that's just the way it is." Why is that? Why is that important? Why does that? Why does that matter? Why, why, why? But let me tell you why. This is this is so important. I'm going to read this, and I want you all to help me with this. According to the data collected by promise keepers, uh, you know, that's the largest men's group um, that was really big a few years ago, but they did all their own studies. Listen to this. If a father does not go to church, even if his wife does, only one child in 50 will become regular church attenders or, regu- or a true believer. If a father does go regularly, regardless of what the mother does, between two-thirds and three-quarters of their children will attend church as adults. Listen to the difference that it makes in the men of the homes attending church with their children. The numbers are drastic in how that influences the home. Let's talk about that for a minute. Hmm. Anybody have a response to that? I believe it. Well, that's amazing.
3: Yeah, I believe
1: it. Yeah,
4: go ahead, Sean. Well, no, I was just going to say that... Um, you know, throughout the course of the study, uh, I think one thing you've impressed upon us is the importance of our role in our home. Right. And I'm not sure, I'm not sure all of us get taught that. Uh, and, and I think those statistics back it up. And, you know, it's when somebody asks me why, you know, why, why participate in this group? You know, my, why is my wife and my two kids and, um, and showing them that, uh, that, you know, I wanna be the best, you know, father and friend and Christian I can be and and, you know, whether it's going to church or, you know, participating, you know, when when, when my children when I tell my children, hey, you know, on Wednesday night for the next eight weeks I'm gonna dedicate two hours to to becoming a better man uh, you know, I, I hope that, you know, I'm leading my kids, you know, um you know, by by example that they say, Hey, dad's invested in, in trying to be better. Um and I and I think that's those statistics, you know, speak to that. Right? If you if you know, I tell my kids all the time they're both now in high school and I can't you know I can't make them or I don't make them go to church. If they wanna come they can, but I'm gonna lead by example to ensure that uh that, you know, they see the positive environment that my wife and I are trying to create. That's my two cents on the statistics.
3: I also think too, yeah, Sean, at to that point, like in the with our with our with my kids and and trying to trying to you know bring make it more. I'm not sure the word I'm trying to use, like on a daily, like you make it more a regular experience because you have church on Sunday, which we talk about it's important. Yeah, but it's also like how do we weave it into the, our daily lives? And I think the the importance of just prayer and having the presence of of the word in in your life in our lives i think is really important and i think a, a bigger reason is just there's so many things that happen in life to all of us that we can't control that you know if, if at least for me in my experience when i when i process it through the lens of like look, god has a plan and sometimes that plan is delightful and we're like oh yeah man this is amazing look what he just gave me a new job or something great that i love or an awesome day. It's easy to believe in God, right? But but there are lots of things that happen with that aren't fun, you know, like a family member gets cancer or or a friend, or you just you're going through hard times. And I think true belief is saying, look, God, this is part of God's plan too, and I'm going to stick with it. And I, I think there's there's another side of this, and there's a reason why He's having me go through it. And I think that bigger and broader perspective is super important. And I think when kids learn that at a young age because they see us doing it and we're engaging them in a conversation about it, then they kind of take their day-to-day with with that perspective as well. And I think that's a really important perspective to have. At least it's made a difference in my life that you, you look at things differently when you're, when you're looking at it kind of through that broader, longer lens.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And don't think for a minute that your kids are not watching and seeing and taking notice. And it, one of the things I tell women, you know, the women – Um, all the time is, you know, we, we love having, knowing that our men are praying for us and, and having that umbrella. And I tell you all as men, it's like, we, we long to know that you all are praying over us, that you are seeking God's will. I mean, there's, there's this special, extra special coding that comes with your love when your wife feels that security. That she knows that you have um, have that deep faith and that, yes, you are strong, you're intelligent, you know, you, you're you a guy's guy, but, but you also know what Casey said. Things are going to happen that are out of all of our control, but it's not out of God's control. Listen to this, one more statistic, another survey found um, in this group. This is so important that, um, let's see that if a child is the first person in the household to become a Christian, there's a 3.5 probability everyone else in the household will follow. If a mother is the first to become a Christian, there is a 17% probability that everyone else in the household will follow. However, men, when the father is the first one to go into the church to announce his faith, There is a 93, listen to that, so we've gone from three and a half probability to a 93% probability that everyone else in the household will follow. That opens up so much hope to men, I would think, that you would think, I don't, have to do this, I can do this. I can I can lead my family knowing that statistically God has empowered me to be such a source of influence over my home. Thoughts on that? I
2: think that's the key word is the influence. We're we're influencers and role models. Yes. In, in a lot of ways, you know, good and bad. There's always the the one thing that's going to happen that you don't want them to do and you ask them what they learn it's from you. You know, but the same is true on on this end. You know, what, what we do and, and how we carry ourselves is going to directly reflect on what choices and what choices they make and what paths they go down themselves.
3: Yeah and I I agree with John too. I think it's 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 obviously the influence is there. And something else that we've talked about in our groups is um and I've had conversations in these men's groups and even with other guys outside of that. It, outside of them is I feel and this could be wrong and maybe I should open it up to some of your women's groups um Miss Kim and see if like they they kind of feel that it's re- you know the same way is I know a lot of men who have been scarred by religious or church experiences by men in their life when they were kids, right? So, like, they just, like, they had a, a, a negative experience at a church or they had, like, a family member that was, like, really over the top and made them feel less than for whatever reason or was a very judgmental experience. And so they're just, like, uh, I'm not for that whole organized religion thing, you know? And... First of all, I, I, I want to acknowledge that, that I that's a very real experience that a lot of people have. Um, and then one of the things we talked about is this whole difference between, like, the human construct around religion and faith versus faith itself. And you re- reinforce this, and we talk about it in the, in the group and the curriculum all the time, that God wants us to use gifts. God wants us to be happy. God wants us to be the best we can be. Negative voices that say, you stink or you're not good enough, that's the devil, or that's a human in our life that isn't giving us the right message. So when you peel that back and you just listen to the word of God from the Bible, or you're doing it in one of these men's groups or a place where it's constructive and pure, is something that's very easy to relate to. And I think too often there are men, and I've talked to many of them, that didn't have that experience. It got tainted. And it's the question, like, well, who tainted that for you? Was it God or was it a fatherly or adult male figure that was just kind of a jerk? And often it's the latter, and and I think that's part of why there's a lot of men that are like ah uh, you know you hear it a lot like I don't I don't do the organized religion thing and I, I don't minimize that like I get it if that's your place and you came from there I am not going to challenge that but I would say like that's not what this is you know where it's where it's like we laugh like I've joked about you know in the in some of the sessions how little I knew of the Bible and I feel like I know it a lot better now two and three years later but that was okay. No one was like, oh, well, you, you know, you failed out of the first week. It's like, no, we're good, man. Come on. Let's talk about it. You know, and I think that's the biggest difference is, but I, I get it. I think that happens to a lot of men.
0: Yes. Yes. Thank you so much for acknowledging that because it it, it goes back to that battle of the mind. It uh, that we talk about so much, Casey Those words that are always we're, That we have to calm in our mind When we talk about crawling into your old minds That's what we find a lot of, isn't it? A lot of the negative, just like with women A lot of the negative that you're battling Old things have been said to you That, that try to diminish who you are That try to take away from who you are Who, who, who are not building you up or edifying you We, we would bump into a lot of the same words that women are dealing with, because let's face it, as believers, we all have one enemy, and we know who that enemy is, and he's not to encourage us, and he's not to be an attaboy. He is to try to slow you down and stop you. His desire is to kill, steal, and destroy the dreams in your heart and the plans God created us to created you to be. And as men, it's even, and, and I hope that women don't take this, uh, but as men, God has designated you as the head of our home. Now that doesn't diminish the role of the women. We walk side by side with you. But Adam and Eve, when Eve had her bit of the fruit, took of the fruit. God called Adam. You know this is the order in which God has placed us. And so, as men, you all have that uh, that that extra edge in not only being able to confront and conquer those things that are in your heart and those things that are trying to stop you. But you know, one of the things that we talk about so much is that but but as you confront the thing that is trying to stop you and it is conquered through Christ, then you are literally helping to conquer it in your in the generations to come, in your children, in your in your daughter's life, in your son's life. They see the possibility you become that covering for them, the Bible says. That is huge to be able to have that, to be able to make that kind of difference in your family's lives. And that is what God is saying that you as men can do in your lives, to be that strong influencer. To me, that is a great empowerment. So one of the things we talk about is, you know, in in doing all that you do is to, uh, make sure that your families know. Read your Bible. Read it in front of your in front of your uh, children, in front of your families, and um, and d- let them see you doing the hard work. and And that's what you all do. and And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you all on the show because I personally, as I have sat in on you all teaching one another, leading one another, opening the Word to one another, uh, making yourselves vulnerable and authentic seeing the the strong connections that he has made, seeing the bond that it has made has been something that's been life changing to me and I personally hope that any man that's listening here today uh would consider just coming and just uh, to our next zoom event and just let letting you know just sitting and listening to you all and just soaking in. Um, you know, the possibilities. Well, guys, we only have about five minutes left. What would you say to someone who's listening today and going, gosh, I would love to be a part of that group, but I don't even know, I don't even know if I could do that. Well, how would you encourage them?
1: I think one way is just think. is, is I remember when I first came in, like I, I was like, I don't go to church that often. I don't read the Bible. These guys are all going to be, Bible thumpers, they're gonna make you feel bad, and it's and, and just not that. It's just a, a way for men to get together, have great conversations about absolutely everything in life, from the Bible to family, um, to sports, to everything in between, business, and it's um, just it's a safe place and it's just the way that you can kind of just come in and just be your true self without any walls.
0: Love it. Thanks, Devin.
4: Yeah, Miss K, I I would just I would just say that. You were, to the men out there, your burdens are your, are, are your greatest blessing. And, and uh, all of us can learn, you know, from, from what you're going through and, and help each other because uh, we all share a lot of the same burdens. Mm-hmm. I'd say fun. either
3: tomorrow morning or tonight, if you're listening, find a quiet spot, grab a Bible, open it up, flop a page randomly, point to a verse, and wherever your finger lands, read it. doesn't matter what it is. And then just close your eyes and pray. Talk to God. It doesn't have to be formal. It doesn't have to be a memorized prayer. You can just be like, hey, God, what's up? I'm here. How are you? And just sit there quietly for a minute and see where he takes you.
0: Hmm. Great. Wonderful advice. Anybody else?
2: Yeah, I, I asked a well, God... the question, what's there to risk? Mm-hmm. There's no risk to it.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's good, John. Yeah. <laughs> no, why not? Yeah, They're yeah. Yeah, not asking you for $1,000 here, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. See, I love that. What's, what's the risk? Why not? That's amazing. Well, guys, I just want to thank you all again so much. So, Sean, I know that you're working with the guys on... Um, our next uh, the next zoom event i guess that'll be coming up probably shortly uh, i get if we're so for any right am i right about that
4: uh yes we're actually meeting this wednesday to talk about uh you know wrapping up just kind of reconnecting on the last eight weeks uh with that we just finished and talk about getting another session going
0: great great so if you're there and you're listening if you'd like if, you, if you're a man and you'd like to join the group, please uh, reach out to us. You can go to uh, org and you can leave a message there. And Sean, one of these guys will get back with you. If you're a woman and you're interested in how you could approach your husband or your son about this, let us know. We're actually planning a an evening Zoom where we can um, have a conversation where you can talk about that. So we'd love to... Make you a part of that. You can go to the same website address and leave your name and, uh, and contact information, and we'll definitely let you know um, how to be involved. Well, guys, I just, again, want to thank you so much for joining us. It's, uh, you've, your vulnerability, your authenticity is something that this world needs. Casey, Sean, John, and Devin, thank you so much. I'm going to end with this scripture reading in Deuteronomy chapter 6. It is um, God speaking to the men of that day. It says, these commandments I give to you today. I give to you today are to be on your hearts. The words that God has given us are to be on our hearts. Impress them upon your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down. Talk about them when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands. In other words, friends, what God is saying to us is just make your faith real. Put it in action. Let people see. Let your family see. Actions will always speak louder than words. Whatever it is that's in your heart today, I hope that you'll be like the men who have joined us, that you will quit running from the hurt, shame, guilt, regret, Live the dreams that God has given to you. He has made you worthy. He has said, come to me. I've already made you a conqueror through Christ. He's already said, there is a warrior inside. Let's discover that warrior. Thank you guys so much for joining us. And audience, we'll see you next time right here on Coffee. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. To learn more about Kim's books, teaching materials, or to invite
3: Kim to speak at your event, please visit kimcrable.org.
0: Thank you for joining us today. And remember, to learn more, please visit kimcrable.org.
3: plus.